To be epic, you have to master the matrix of fundamentals. Let's take a shortcut to the summit. Welcome to Launch Code with Jennifer Jones. My name is Jennifer Jones, if you don't already know me, and I would like to thank each and every one of you, close that door, Kale, the 157 of you so far, 158, that are joining me tonight. And I believe with every fiber of my being, with every cell in my body, that I'm going to say one, two, three, hopefully 10 things that are going to really resonate with you and change the way that you work your business. So before I jump into the slides, which if you've ever done a live Zoom and tried to toggle your face with the slides, I was practicing all night last night. It's not pretty. Before I jump into the slides, I want to explain a little bit to you about how this passion project of mine came to be and how excited I am and thrilled I am to share this with you and a lot of other leaders, not only at direct sales or multi-level marketing companies, but also in corporate America, okay? So we are all going to band together here and try to truly level up our game. I'm the coach of a team of thousands of consultants, and from what I can tell, and I'm pretty intuitive, but from what I can tell, building the organization is the most challenging part of the gig, okay? If you feel me, let me know. Are you struggling? Is it team building that doesn't come easily to you, right? Call it team building, call it recruiting, call it building the organization. It's not that easy, okay? So if you build it, they will come. It sounds, you know, ethereally like, oh, I'll just tell everybody about it. I'll just tell everyone to join me. And naturally they will. That's not how it works. So again, I'm seeing people on this call that I invited to this call who aren't in direct selling, social marketing, or MLMs. They're actually corporate recruiters. And that is my old life. So I speak their language, okay? I was an IT recruiter for two years, and it's a really tough job. So if you are currently with a company, direct sales or corporate, I'm going to ask you to put in comments who you're with. Now, I'm with Scout and Seller. You're going to see a lot of my colleagues and my supporters and my team on this call. But I'm genuinely curious if any of you are with Beachbody, Monet, Rodan and Fields, and any of them, let us know. So... Back to a little story about me. I worked as a corporate recruiter right out of college and I learned so much, you guys. And if you've never been in recruiting or sales, I'm going to really say a lot of things to you tonight that I hope will make that light bulb go off. I've won every trip. I've got every trophy. I've experienced every accolade. I was actually the district trainer in my previous life. So you can trust me, okay? I know what I'm talking about and this works. And guys, I listen to podcasts all the time about people in direct sales and MLM and what they don't provide you, what they don't do. They don't give you an algorithm. They don't tell you exactly what they did. They speak in these huge, vague phrases like, you got to get your mind right. You know, you got to go all in. But what I'm going to tell you tonight is exactly what I did and exactly how I do it and exactly how I coach an incredibly successful team so that you too will feel the same. 
So I cannonballed into my direct sales company about four years ago. I hit the highest rank by my 12 month within my first year. I'm not saying this to be braggadocious. I'm saying this because we do not eat humble pie at my table. I do not serve humble pie. Okay. If you do something great, you need to tell somebody about it. So what I'm going to share with you tonight works, whether you're in corporate, whether you're in recruiting, whether you're in IT sales, whether you're a teacher, it works. Okay. So my hope is that in subsequent months, some of the people on this call, some of the leaders in different companies are going to do exactly what I'm doing right now. And they're going to share with you exactly what they did and how they did it tactically. Okay. Not in these grandiose terms, tactically what they did to get where they are. So all together, we can synergize, inspire, and level up. And guess what? It's always going to be free. So I'm going to share my screen with you and tell you a little bit about myself. So first of all, I am the mother of four daughters. I call them my little dragons. I teach them to breathe fire. So much of what I do today, you guys, and how I operate is because I want to build a better world for them to be able to climb the corporate ladder without going through what many of us today, women and men, have to endure and tolerate, okay? I'm going to give you one example and just one example, and I want you to get your pen and paper out right now or whether you use a computer, whether you use your phone. And when I tell you one of these examples of what triggered me to make a change in my life, I want you to think about your life and why you do anything that you do. So um, I was interviewing for my first job. I was a senior at the University of Missouri. I was so excited about this awesome IT recruiting company. So stoked to work with them, you guys. And in a position that I accepted, in the final interview, when we're about to sign the papers, I'm in a room filled with men, and they say to me, hey, Jen, just, just so you know, just so we're clear, you're, like, cool with, like, sexually being harassed, right? You're cool with sexual harassment because, you know, that, that's kind of how it works around here. <laughs> and I was like, sure. And I shrugged it off, and I giggled it off, you guys. I laughed because I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know how to tell these guys what absolute morons they were, okay? And I had bills to pay, okay? I want to give these girls in this picture every arrow in their quiver. So if some creep comes to them one day in corporate America and tries to say that dump to them, that they have something to say in return. And I see men on this call and I know it's as bad. It can be as bad for you. So this isn't something just isolated to women. I want to help them and you navigate these types of situations. So um, you see here on the left, my husband, he's Canadian. We are about to celebrate 15 years of wedded bliss in October. We are adventure seekers, travelers. We take the girls with us everywhere. I say, do it today, don't do it tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow brings. In the lower corner, you see my dog, Scotch. I am a bulldog mom. I'm a retired pharmaceutical rep um, of 20 years, you guys. I carried that bag for 20 years and I learned a ton. And I'm gonna tell you everything I learned tonight and how you can apply it in your companies or your organizations. So, Something got you where you are in your life. I just shared a story with you about one of my triggers. One of my things that said, something that said to me, mm, something's not right here. So get your paper out and your pen. And I'm going to have you guys do a lot of exercises with me over the next 
48 minutes that are going to help move that needle for you. Okay. So, and it was an experience, a thought, maybe it was a nightmare, but something has triggered you in your life to get exactly where you are now. So I want you guys to dig really deep. I want you to think of those thoughts that you just kind of shuffle down and they become untouchable because they feel icky. They don't feel right. You know, that's not something you want to visit. You usually don't have time during the day to visit those thoughts and figure out, well, why am I doing this? So I want you to do it right now. Let's figure out what gave you the drive, the tenacity, and the perseverance to be sitting in the chair where you are. And most importantly, how you are moving forward. So to get where you're going, you have to know where you've been. Okay, here I am five years ago. <laughs> five years ago, I'm away um, at a national sales meeting. I was a pharmaceutical sales rep, you guys. And my daughter calls me and she tells me that she just got leader of the month. And there was a huge assembly. We were all invited. Guess what? I couldn't be there because I had to be here. Okay. I was locked and chained into a corporate job and I had no flexibility and no autonomy. So this right here, this picture that you see is the perfect example of having all the skills, all the wherewithal. You have all the right degrees, right? But you have zero ownership of your time. Okay. This right here is the first straw. My daughter was five. Now she's nine. She still reminds me, mom, I really wish you'd been there. I really wish you'd been there. Thankfully, grandma, who's also on this call, my husband's mom was there, but that was the first straw. You guys think about the moments in your life that have triggered you to do something else. Okay. So here you have for me, the second straw. And I want to stop right here and say, I know you didn't log on to this Zoom tonight and take time away from your family to listen to a live reading of the autobiography of Jennifer Jones. I get it. My life is not that interesting, but I am asking you to take what I say and turn it around and think about yourself and your life. Okay. This is not about me. It's about you, but I hope by sharing my story, it helps you develop yours. Okay. So here's the second straw. I was riding with my manager as we do in sales. And I said to him, hey, um, Jerry, I'm going to have to cut out a little bit early this afternoon. We're checking my mom into hospice care. I need to go meet with the nurses. And his response was, oh, totally get it, Jen. Totally get it. Um, yeah, we can definitely be done for the day. Uh, should we just plan on 8 a.m. tomorrow at Panera uh, in Creve Core, our usual spot? See you at 8 a.m.? And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You've got to be kidding. Okay. But I'm in a corporate job. He needs to check a box. He needs to get a ride date. in. I don't want to put that off on any of my colleagues that he would jump in with them last minute. You guys, you're in sales. You know what I'm talking about. So that was the second straw. I'm like, this is what I'm chained into. This is where I exist every single day. Again, zero autonomy. Third straw is this is how I looked every single day for the subsequent two years of my life, okay? I'm dealing with my mom. I'm the primary caregiver. My dad passed away about a decade ago. And my manager wants to get in the car with me the next day. I'm caring for four small children under seven. I'm a wife uh, in, a, in a, a career that takes me all over the country traveling. And I'm also trying to be a good friend, a decent neighbor, and actually enjoy, you know, my, at this point, 38 years on this earth. So it really made me start thinking at this point, like, is that all there is? 
in this picture, is that all there is? I was sick. I was depressed. I was anxious. I had insomnia. I was losing weight like you wouldn't believe. This is what stress does to somebody, okay? I know you guys can relate. Again, this is not about me. This is about you. Think back. Think at the moments. Think about the moments that you looked like me. God bless your soul. Final straw on the way to my mom's funeral, okay? And we're about to get into all the tactical shit and all the things that you guys really want to hear, but you have to know where you've been to know where you're going. So as I'm driving in the car with my husband and kids, I get an email from my HR department. And they say to me, our condolences, you get five days of bereavement. And, uh, you know, we're thinking of you five days, five days to bury my mom, sell her house, get rid of her treasures, heal my soul, care for the tender, broken hearts of my daughters, be a supportive sibling for my brothers and sisters, work through her will. And get back to work in one week from today. One week from today. Right? Because that's all it takes. That's all it takes. This was it. This was the point where I was like, I'm done. But I didn't know what to do. I was making really good money and a job that was flexible enough. I didn't know where to go. I was stuck. I was handcuffed. I was chained in my, into that corporate America job. So it's funny how things work out. It is funny how things work out because about a month later, Megan, my old boss, who's on this call, started pestering me for a meeting. And I'm like, girl, don't you get it? Like, I just buried my mom. I'm trying to navigate a life without her. I don't have time to meet you. But then she said brunch and Bloody Marys, and I was in. So now we're going to get to the real meat of the assignment. Now that I have set the stage to hopefully get you deep in thought, super pensive about why you're sitting in this chair today, okay? We're going to get to the meat of the assignment. My question to you is, why did you join your current company? Now, I know a lot of you guys work two, maybe three jobs, okay? You, have, you might have four careers, but in direct sales or corporate, why did you join the company that you're with? Take out your pen, write it on your paper. And again, I'll share my story in the hopes that my brainstorming helps you, okay? So for me, very easy. Wine, clean-crafted income, okay? Wine, plead crafted, potential for income. You could say it like that. So think for yourself, what did someone say to you? How did they make you feel? Where whether it was someone sitting, you know, belly to belly with you telling you, come sell this skincare, come help me with this, with beach body, with this exercise, sell these shakes, it'll make you, what did they say? And what resonated? Why did it matter? And I'm asking you to write this down because in about 10 minutes, we're going to get to actually applying that to help move you forward in this process. So I shared with you the words that triggered me to make a change. And I'll say them again. Wine, clean crafted, income, okay? Potential for income. So what did that person say to you? How did it make you feel? And this, you guys, I hope this is like an epiphany for you, what I'm about to say. 
because I hear all the time, oh, I, I love my product and I love my company, but I just don't want to be a salesperson. I don't want to be all salesy. I don't want people to think I'm trying to sell them something. Think hard on this. Do you ever watch talk shows? Like, do you watch Jimmy Fallon? Did you ever watch Oprah? Especially back in the 80s, that was like when Oprah was like the flyest she's ever been, like early 90s Oprah. Did you see Tom Cruise jump on that couch, you know, while you were watching Oprah talking about Katie Holmes, which personally, I feel like that was the beginning of the demise of his career. Don't hate on me if you love Tom Cruise, but it was super awkward. They're all promoting something. They are there to sell a service. They are there to sell their new movie. If they're an author, they're there to sell their book. If they're a thought leader, they're there to sell their ideas. Okay. Let's think about the Kardashian family. If we could only figure out why they are so rich, well, I think, I think we know why they are so rich, but we're not going to talk about it right now. Khloe Kardashian sells pistachios and she's promoting a migraine medicine right now. Okay. One of the richest families in the world, her, her, her little sister's like a billionaire. She's been on Forbes. Okay. This family has money, maybe for all the wrong reasons. Okay. But think and stick with me. Let's think about Shaq. He is one of the most prestigious, well-respected basketball players of all time. Okay. So again, the reason I'm telling you this, you guys think I don't want to be a salesperson. I don't want anyone to think I'm capitalizing on them. I don't want to Shaq. I mean, this man has to be so rich, but like it's there, there's never enough money, right? So he is partnering with the General Auto. He sells car insurance. Papa John's, you guys, the Shaq Aroni. I mean, that's even for me. I'm like, I don't know if I could let someone name a pizza after me, but whatever. I guess, I guess if it pays well. Pepsi Big Slam, Icy Hot, Carnival Cruises, Epsom Printers, and the network TNT, you guys. He's got his hands in all of it. One of the richest, most prestigious, successful basketball players ever. This man doesn't need a dime. But yeah, we're too good or we're too high and mighty to go into like a direct sales company. Or, and again, a lot of you guys in corporate to really sell your corporate gig. Uh -uh. Last thing to get you to think about is bladder issues. Okay, let's talk about bladder issues. More importantly, let's talk about who is publicly talked about their overactive bladder or adult diapers, okay? So y'all think you're too good to sell skincare or shakes or hair stuff. These people are selling pee pads for adults. They have, they are making money off their incontinence struggles, okay? And their names are Katy Perry, Stephen King, Samuel L. Jackson, Whoopi Goldberg and Tony Romo, okay? So what I'm trying to do is take that gun away from you, that gun that you're holding that's like, oh, I don't want to say that or do that or I don't want to... You guys, everybody is selling something every single day. And if you're not doing it, you're major missing out, okay? So let's just get past that, okay? Let's put that baby to bed. That's bury the... Let's have a funeral, Right now, have a funeral for all the things that make you feel bajiggity or weird about talking about it, okay? You guys, like Samuel L. Jackson is selling stuff for incontinence, okay? I mean, again, I sold laxatives for 10 years. I am not throwing shade. I am not throwing shade. But just think on these things. 
Let's circle back to why you said yes to your current company. Those couple things you wrote down earlier, let's circle back to those. And I want you to stare at those words and think about why can't I share these with others? Why can't I share these with everybody? So for me and my team, but it's not about us, we market wine, okay? We're not selling dirty band-aids, okay? We're not selling used underwear. We don't sell adult pee pads. We sell wine. Like, what are you selling? I can guarantee it's nothing like selling dirty band-aids, okay? So why are you holding back? So we are going to work on getting our minds right. And if I'm going to be completely transparent, you guys, I am so over the mindset word. I am so over new year, new me. I am just, I'm so over it, but I don't think there's a better way to describe what is going on between your ears than literally leveling up your mind. So we are getting our minds right, right now to believe in your product or service so that anyone will buy it. Because if, they, if you don't hundred percent believe, and if you can't verbalize, and we're about to get to that, if you can't verbalize what makes you so great, if you're eating humble pie and like, why don't want anyone, then you're never going anywhere. And that's the damn truth. People can sense half-assed, they sense weakness, you can feel it and you can like smell it. Like it smells like a 14 year old that has a boy that hasn't like taken a shower in a couple of days. You can just smell the weakness. Okay. It's like that warm, flaccid handshake. Have you ever met anybody and you're like, oh, this is going to be a good one. And you go in and you're like looking them in the eye and it's going to be strong. And you're, and then they come at you with this like wet fish and it's moist and it's soft and you're like, oh, that is you when you are not all in. For That is you if you're selling something but using something else. That is you if when you're around people that care about you or in business settings, if you're too scared to speak up, that's you. So we are not going to be those people anymore. You must be a walking commercial. You're all in or you're all out. If you're not buying it, breathing it, tasting it, bathing in it, nobody else is going to. I want you to write down the word Teflon suit on your paper. And I'm sorry if you're on my team, you're so sick of hearing me talk about this. I'm going to talk about it till the day I die. I teach my daughters about it. It is critical. And if I'm being really honest, the Teflon suit, a lot of it stems from being bullied horribly as a child. Horribly, but that's another story for another day, okay? So why do people fail? Because they don't have the Teflon suit and they don't, or they don't know how to pull it on. So what is it? Every single morning when you wake up and you are getting ready to work your business, you pull this thing on from your feet all the way up. So that means all the haters, all the naysayers, all the, you can't hear it, feel it, see it, absorb it, a Teflon. It rolls off like water off a duck's back. A back. Nothing can affect you. And you guys, sometimes we need to be the best actors or actresses in our lives. Sometimes people say hurtful things. Sometimes they, you can feel the shade. You might, you know, roll into like a neighbor's side and you can feel, oh, they were talking about me. So I'm telling you right now, you're going to give them freaking something to talk about. And you're not going to care what you get in response because you are wearing that Teflon suit. And if you're wearing that, you are unstoppable. It goes back to me being a third grader with these kids that want to beat me up on the bus and cut my hair and they're spitting on me. And I'm like, I can't hear them. I can't see them. I can't hear them. 
I can't see them. That is the tough, that is the modern day Teflon suit for this 43 year old woman. If you walk out every day naked and you're not wearing some sort of armor, it's going to hurt. It's going to feel weird. It's going to be uncomfortable. So let me save you from those experiences and you pull this suit up or you become an actor or an actress. Okay. People say to me, Oh, I wish I had your energy. I wish I had the, I'm like, I'm freaking exhausted. I drink 10 cups of coffee a day. I bring the best version to myself on every encounter. Okay. Nobody cares about your bad day. You guys No, if you're, if you're trying to promote your business, you bring the best version of yourself to the party and preferably after you've had three espressos, depending on how espresso sit with you, at least two, at least two. So, and the final thing on that slide was that done is better than perfect. So now we're going to get into actual tactical algorithms, reach outs, what I say, what I want you to say, what I, all those things. So talking about initial launching of your business, maybe you're brand new. Maybe this is in your corporate job and you're about to roll out some new, wonderful, whatever the heck it is. You see at the bottom of the slide, kiss. And I know y'all know what it means. It means keep it simple, stupid. But I'm going to really be nice and say, keep it simple, sweetheart. Okay? This is what I see people doing all wrong, all the time, whether they're marketing or they're trying to team build. It's the word vomit. It's the mouth diarrhea. It's too much too soon before you've even kissed. So keep it simple, sweetheart. Nobody wants to hear a thesis about your product. If your pitch is more than three to four sentences, your audience is asleep and they're probably creeped out. Okay. They're probably creeped out. If you ever opened your phone and I, I, I want to show you guys, I'm going to stop the share because I want you guys to see what happens when I open my phone and somebody has sent me four paragraphs of something and I'm like, oh, oh. no, no. And I, I like block them. Okay. That is an, that is an assault. If your tech, if your, if your reach out, if your emails, if your correspondence with anybody about your business is more than three points, they are turned off. Trust me on this. And if you here have a team and your team is not where they want to be with growing their organization, I very much encourage you to have them sell, send you their reach outs or their back and forth or their correspondence and prepare to be stunned. So what do I say? It's wine. It's a $73 billion domestic industry. Wine is everywhere. Those are my three points. I don't get into, I have these results and nothing, okay? You guys, I'm telling you, if you are saying more than three things, you're saying far too much. So you are trying to attract you, okay? Now, I know I'm going to go back to sharing my screen. I want you to see what else. So you are trying to attract you. That is the easiest person to attract, okay? But here's the thing. You're going to eventually extend out of attracting you and expand your sphere of influence. And we are going to get into how you do that. But consider yourself your avatar. So maybe you are a zoologist 
Maybe you are a proctologist, okay? Maybe you are an ultra marathoner, whatever you are. It is going to be so much easier for you to speak the language of you than anybody else. So we are going to start, we are going to start attracting ourselves and build up our confidence before we ever try to switch from a zoologist to a, a stay-at-home mom or a retired attorney or a used car salesman. Okay. We have got to, we have got to build our confidence. So let me give you a few examples of how this would look for me, but it's not about me. It's about you. So I'm going to share my examples, but I want you to write down your own. And again, I'm just trying to get those creative juices. It sounds so dirty every time I say it, but I keep saying it. Creative juices flowing for you. So me, drug rep, pain points. Okay. So I see you, you're a teacher. I see you over here. You're a mailman. I see, obviously, I'm. So, what are your pain points? There are so many things lackluster about your business. I don't care if you have the job of your freaking dreams. There are things that irk you. There are pain points. So, for me, to give you an example, we hurry up and wait. We have to travel a lot. It's often meaningless. We're disrespected. We're glorified caterers. People like to make fun of us. So when I'm trying to attract someone like myself, I'm going to help them identify the pain points in their life with their current career. And it sounds like this for me. Okay. So I want you to figure out what it sounds like for me, for you, but y'all logged on to listen to me talk. So I'm going to tell you what it sounds like for me. Hey, Margo, I was a pharma rep just like you. I was getting sick of the grind and the ride days, so I started to consider other options. I drink wine anyway, so working the wine business in the crevices of my day just made sense. And I, I know my compliance officer, Chris Rice, I can't see you, but I know you're thrilled with that. Um, that's all you say, guys. That's all you say. You have to keep it so short. You have to hit on their pain points. So what are the issues, you know, if you are a special education teacher? What are the issues if you sell IT software? What really irks you about being a professional dog walker? Okay? The first thing you do is go talk to every other professional dog walker about what irks them and how there are other options. And the reality is, you guys, most people don't want to quit their corporate job like I did. Most people just want a little bit more income, okay? So it's not like you have to paint this picture of a lie that, oh, I did this or this or this. No, they just want to know that there's an option out there and you want to come across super unpolarizing and approachable by keeping it simple. Trust me on the keep it simple thing, guys. Sales is a numbers game. You are in sales, okay? You are. You're in, if you're, we call it marketing at my company, whatever y'all call it at your company, distributor, you're a salesperson. And whether you want to admit it or not, you sell in every aspect of your life completely unrelated to your corporate job or your direct sales company. So in my recruiting gig, and I'm going to try to paint this picture for you guys so that you really can understand the type of volume that I'm working with. 
and then spin it and say, well, if JJ does this, what can I do? What can I devote? Well, how can I time block? And I'm going to ask you to write it down. Okay. But again, I'm going to tell you my story. So I was required to have 40 touches every single day. You guys, that meant that I had to talk to on the phone. I know how painful is that? 40 people every day. And I have some of my recruiting friends on this call. I can see them and they can vouch for me. Not only did we have to write it down who we talked to, but we had to log it in our computer. And I know you're like, there's no way I'm going to talk to 40 people. I get it. But I want you to take what I'm saying and make it about you. So, so say you have 40 contacts a day. You know, I'm not that good at math, but that's like 250 a week, something like that, okay? So out of those 40 contacts a day or 250 a week, maybe five would be a good fit for the job that I was pitching them. And two, two would actually go the distance, accept the job and show up for work, okay? And I was selling, I was building organizations for companies, you guys but I'm just being totally transparent about the volume of people that I was plowing through to get where I needed to get paid, okay? So I'm not telling you need to talk to 40 people a day. I'm telling you you should, but I'm not telling you you have to to be successful. That's for you to look up at your comp plan, how many legs you need and all of those things. But what did I do with those 250 other people that I talked to in that week, okay? What did I do with that information? Tickle, file, baby, okay? I want you to write down tickle file. And if you use a tickle file and you have a name for your tickle file, I want you to tell me what it's called. And if you think that sounds like totally creepy and bizarre, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute why that matters. If you don't know what a tickle file it is, it is a way that you store every single contact that you have, personal, professional, dog walker, orthodontist, all of the above, okay? So when you think of a tickle file, I want you to pretend that you're watching Mary Tyler Moore like in the 70s or really any 70s show where they were smoking in the office at their desks. You guys, those are like the best shows. And they have that, they have that Rolodex and they're just smoking and typing and going through their Rolodex. Okay. That is the tickle file. You need to figure out now that you've written down tickle file, how you are going to organize it, how you're going to keep it. Is it going to be on email? Are you old fashioned keeping a notebook? The tickle file is the life blood of your business. The tickle, the tickle file is the phone a friend, okay? The tickle file is the 70s Rolodex with my mom's Kent cigarette ashes all over it, okay? It's like yellow paper, like, you know, where you flip and then like fall apart. So you take this tickle file and you poke these people or tickle them or use your thesaurus and come up with a word that suits you that basically means like, I'm gonna prod you Hey, how's it going? Checking in, not to be a weirdo. What's going on? You're going to do this every two weeks, every month, every quarter, whatever suits you and the time that you can devote. And I'm going to tell you what you're going to say, how you're going to say it and all that stuff. 
but you have to have this tickle file, okay? So how this works, you establish relationships with all of these people. And you guys, even if you just go through your Gmail, your Hotmail, your Outlook, I'm trying to think of all the old email, anyway. Oh, MSN, some of y'all probably still on MSN, whatever. So all those people are your tickle file. Your goal is for those people to see you as a human and not a predator, okay? So, which of course you're not a predator, but if you're gonna drop four paragraphs in someone's DMs, you're the creepiest creep that ever lived, okay? So we're not going to be that person. So every time you have an event for your business, every time you're on a plane and you get that business card, every time you do a farmer's market, again, I know you guys sell all sorts of different stuff and each one of you that sell different items work your business a different way. And I'm gonna get into business to business in a minute. But however you work that business, you drop everyone into that tickle file. And this is the key to the kingdom, you guys. This is how I launched my business. I started making money day one. I cannot make any promises that you will too, okay? But I took everyone I'd ever met in my Gmail, my Hotmail. You guys, I think I was going back to my MySpace account. And it is blind, carbon, copy, holla. Okay. Blind carbon copy is your best friend. Blind carbon copy means depending what email um, server you use, you can email up to 500, maybe a thousand people at once. Okay. That's how you're tickling them. So my launch email that I sent out 48 hours into the business, the subject line was I did a thing because this is clickbait guys. Life is clickbait. I did a thing. I kept the email super, super short. I was like, hey, you guys, I know, hey, checking in with everybody. How's it going? Happy February. I know you guys have known me as a drug rep for the last 20 years of my life. You're not going to believe this. Not going to believe this. But I am in the wine business now. All back, you know. You guys, all you're looking to do is engage. All you're looking to do is show people that you're not a weirdo, which again, you're certainly not. But sometimes I see these reach outs and I start to wonder. So this is the thing. You are only looking for the people that are looking for you, but the people that are looking for you don't know they're looking for you. So I'm gonna help you tonight uncover how you peel back that onion to help them see, of course I'm looking for them. Of course, I'm looking for this opportunity. I'm not a complete moron. Of course, I want to make income in the crevices of my day. Okay, we're about to get there. So stick with me. It's your job to continuously poke, prod, and tickle this avatar that you guys have been putting into your tickle file. Okay, you're continuously hitting on their pain points. You're keeping it short. You're speaking their language. And eventually your message is going to be received, but it will not be received until dun, 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 they hear and read and feel it seven to nine times. And I know you guys know this, but here's the thing. Y'all are all giving up after the third time. Y'all are giving up way too soon. Okay. So let me give you an example of how this worked for me in my former career but it's not the JJ show. This is about how you apply it to you, okay? 
It's not about me, but I'm trying to, again, those creative juices we keep talking about. So um, I would give the exact same message every two weeks. I see these doctors every two weeks. Hey, doctor, Senecutus is indicated for opioid-induced constipation. Doctor, how do you treat your pain patients that are on opioids? Kiss. Keep it simple. One sentence, one probe. Okay, so we're talking about like digestive juices and prep, and it's like getting real, but like one sentence, one question. You are starting a dance, okay? You do not go in for the kiss. You don't cop a, a feel too soon, okay? You start the dance, it's back and forth, and the dance is gonna continue because you are keeping it simple. That is how the dance continues. So let me tell you exactly what I say when I have someone inter interested in my business and y'all apply it to your business, shakes, whatever it is. So I got my tickle file, you know, I'm going through my Rolodex. I have thousands of emails in it. I'm messing with these people every month. Send them an email with three kiss points, keeping it simple. My email reads exactly this. Hey, Darla, thanks for reaching out. Here's a video from our founder. So our founder, and I know y'all do too. She's got like a two minute video, super cute, perfect to the point. I put the hyperlink for that. And here is a link to my website. Yours would look the same. So look around, link to my website. It's my online store, open 24 seven. So I want them to get a feel for what the website looks like, kind of what, what, what we're dealing with here. And then I say, here's a quick five minute video that I recorded on the business. Have a listen and let me know what you think. So this is the response to the person who has a little bit of interest in your business. Listen to me when I say this, this is important, okay? I am not getting on the phone with this person. I am not meeting them for coffee. I am not pouring them a glass of wine until they respond to me that they have checked out my email and watched the quick videos and that they, in fact, want more info. So I have literally batted the ball over to them and it is their turn. Now, I might check in with them a week, two weeks, whatever. Did you get a chance to watch it? Oh, your daughter's getting married. Oh, your dog died. Oh, this, this, this. I'm tickling them but I am keeping it so simple. And please, for the love of all things that are holy, you guys, please don't make your videos 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, please. I follow this guy, Eric Worry. A lot of you guys might follow him. He's sending out these freaking 60 minute videos that people, that is beyond bizarre to me. That's so disrespectful about people's time. Nobody wants to watch you. Well, you guys are watching me, but nobody wants to watch you talk for more than a couple minutes, okay? So it has to, I would say a three minute video is good enough. And they want to see you because they wanna see how your mouth moves. They wanna see if they can trust you. They wanna feel if you're authentic, okay? So that's why I'm saying you can use your uplines or if you're in corporate, you can use your VP, CEO. I use my founder, but you also have an, you have to have an element of you in there. Because, you know, all the pictures and all the stuff they see on social is not the same. So I'm starting the dance. I'm not having a one-night stand. 
Okay. I'm, I'm showing restraint. Okay. I'm not going all in and I'm always going to leave them wanting more. So JJ, what is it like when you get on the phone with somebody? I have listened in on phone conversations, you guys, and they're, they're horrifying. I don't know how y'all keep up with doing this, how you have the tenacity and the wherewithal to rot on the phone with these people for an hour, day after day, no freaking way. So when I'm on the phone with somebody, it's, hey, Alyssa, I'm so excited to talk to you. What questions do you have for me? And if they're starting with like, is this, like, did you, did you have a chance to, to check out that email I sent you? Because I'm assuming that all that BS, all of those elementary questions have already been addressed because I don't have time to waste time. And the other thing I do that I think is so important when you guys are setting up for expectation setting on these calls with anyone who's interested in your business is that the calls are 15 minutes or less, okay? No offense, nobody wants to meet you for lunch unless they offer. Please don't ask someone to meet you for lunch. Please don't, it's no, but if they say, hey, JJ, I'd love to meet you for lunch. Okay, I'm like, I'll think about it, okay? I'll think about it. But I don't, don't, don't do that. That's the, like the wet, wormy, flaccid handshake, Okay. We're sticking on the phone. We're keeping it professional. We're respecting their time. They're respecting ours, 15 minutes or less. And then if it, want, if it goes past 15 minutes, schedule a follow-up. I know, Kaylee's telling me I only have 10 minutes left, but okay. Schedule a follow-up, but keep it short. Kiss, kiss, right? Kiss everywhere. Put it on your forehead. Put it on your mirror. You've got to keep it simple and you have to keep them thirsty for more. So this is, uh, do, 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 do. okay, so how do you apply this in your business, whether you're corporate or direct sales, with your solutions, your products? So remember, you are offering the solution to the product no matter what you have. No matter what you have, I don't care if it's leggings, press-on nails, hair stuff, mascara, you are solving someone's problem, okay? So, if you're inclined to do some recruiting or some cross-brand contamination on this call, I want to know what your product is in the comments. I have a feeling a lot of the products are going to be wine looking around these rooms, but who knows? Maybe somebody will be interested in your product and reach out to you. But I am genuinely curious, genuinely curious what your solution is. You don't have to put it, you don't have to put it in comments, but I need you to be thinking it and writing it down. So we're gonna go back to the tickle file, constantly reorganizing and tweaking it. So in my previous job, you guys, when someone left the industry, they would sell that tickle file for thousands and thousands of dollars, okay? So when I left recruiting and went into pharma, I sold my tickle file and it paid the mortgage on my condo for two months. This stuff is gold, you guys. This is the most important thing that you can do is keep that tickle file up and organized. So what happens when somebody declines? I get the question all the time. Oh, somebody said no to me. I guess this isn't for me. When somebody declines, it's like the best thing that's ever happened to you. And here is why. Because you are going to pivot, okay? You are going to flip the script on them. And you're going to put them in the position of power. So what does that look like, okay? People, first of all, people love to feel powerful. It's this God complex. We all love it. So when someone declines or tells you, no, scram, get out of here, 
This is how you respond. Hey, Matt, I totally get that this business isn't your thing. I, I totally get it. But I need you to do me a favor. Anytime you encounter a wine lover or someone interested in income, I need you to think of me and I need you, Matt. I want, please, Matt, give them my info because that's someone that I want to talk to. Or maybe it's hair or whatever, again, whatever your product is. So here's what you did right, right there. And this is the mistake I see so many people make, you guys. So you didn't argue with Matt. You didn't get defensive. You didn't start asking weird questions, making him feel like something's wrong with him. You stayed upbeat. You stayed positive. You stayed swaggery. And that is so attractive. You stayed confident. So now Matt sees you as somebody he could help. He could throw you a bone, okay? And that makes Matt feel really good. So what do you do with Matt? Tickle file, baby. And every time you reach out to your tickle file that month and you provide a solution to these people about your product, maybe you toss in a recipe, maybe you toss in a, a new squat that you're into, whatever your business is, at the end of the email, you remind Matt and the thousand other people that you're messaging that you want them to join you in the business. The door is always open. You have got to constantly remind them. And you guys, we have to be leading with the opportunity on every call. If you lead with the opportunity, the product sales will always follow. Because what they're going to do, what Matt's going to say is, hey, JJ, thank you so much for thinking of me. I'm, I'm honestly honored. Um, you know, I don't have time for a side gig right now, but I, I have been wanting to buy some of your wine. So what do you recommend? It happens every, well, not every time, 90% of the time you lead with the business, you end up with a customer. If your product's that great, which of course it is because you're selling it, marketing it, whatever you guys call it. Matt has become your ally. Okay. That's what you want. You want every single person you encounter. And we're about to go into business to business selling and all that. You want them to have an ally. You want them to have a positive impression of you. And you want them to help you win. Because again, you put them up here. Now they're on a pedestal. Okay. So I talked about how sales is a numbers game and how you have to rinse and repeat all the time in these types of dialogues, these reach outs and the communications. So figure out how, much, how many minutes a day, hours a day, hours a week you can devote to it. Get off social media and go to work with this tickle file. So let's say you've exhausted your warm market. I hear this from my team all the time. Everybody knows what I do and I've talked to everybody and everyone knows that no one's interested. Well, first of all, that's totally bullshit. But I'll, I'll take the bait, okay? Here I come. It's like hook, line, sinker, start reeling me in. So let's talk about the stats for your business. And I'll tell you the stats for mine, not because you care what the stats for my business are, but because if you don't know the stats for your business, you need to know. So there are, I want to say 330 million people in the U.S., depending on the day. 40% of them drink wine, okay? 40%. So I'm not that great at math. But that's a lot of people. A lot of people that drink wine in the United States. Every single one of those people needs to know about me and my opportunity. Every single one of them. 
So when people are like, oh, everyone's heard about it, my worm market, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that is so tragic for you. You need to find another market. Because, you know, 40% of 133 or 331 million, it's a lot of people. So cold calling, business to business. Cold calling sounds so scary, you guys, but it's not. It sounds so scary. All cold calling is, is having a conversation with somebody you've never encountered before. That's it. And I'm going to tell you how to have these conversations in a quick second. It's just meeting somebody new. So think about where you live. So in my first job, my manager would drive me up and down the highway and he would point in every direction. He'd say, this is all opportunity for you. Everything is opportunity for you. But here's what's even better is because you and your direct sales company are more than likely not tied to zip codes, state lines, et cetera. So the opportunity for you, it may be global, but for us, it's domestic. So everywhere in the United States is opportunity for me. I can take a trip. I can meet new people. Opportunity is everywhere. So look around where you live. Who needs to hear about your product or service? Who deserves a little kiss? Who deserves a kiss from you? And they don't even know it yet. Okay? We're going to keep it super simple. So let's say I walk into a business. I'm not looking to sell a product because that is predatory. That seems self-serving until you've established yourself, okay? We talked about Shaq and all these people that are marketing products to make money. We know who they are. So we need to take down someone's guard. We need to take that gun away. We need them to trust us because we're really spectacular people at the end of the day. So I'm not looking to sell anything. I'm looking to attract those people in that business to also market my product or service. Again, if you're leading with the opportunity, the business, the sales come on the back end regardless. And I want them to make some residual income or earn some income while they're doing this. So take a minute, take your pen. Think about the businesses that you go to every single day and every week. And I know it's like COVID and Omicron and Delta and Zeta and Theta. So it might be a little bit different nowadays, okay? I know you're not like popping in everywhere you used to, but still, let's pretend in a perfect world, you're going into businesses, you're frequenting them every day. So I'll tell you where I go. Again, it's not the JJ show, but I'm going to try to get you to think about where you go. I go to my kid's school. I go to the orthodontist. I go to yoga. I go to a gym. I see hundreds of fitness facilities in my zip code. They all need to know who I am. I go to my chiropractor. I go to a functional doctor. I go to the vet. I go to the dry cleaners, the green dry cleaners. I go to Trader Joe's. I go to Waterway. Okay, this is just a few. I know you're like, I could really care less what you do every day. But that's just a few ideas, okay? Every single one of these businesses, or more importantly, by the way, my mug says self-made. I don't know if you can see it. This is my tea. And over here, I have my water. You're my hero. So you guys, how you talk to yourself is everything. So you don't have some super freaking inspirational mugs that you drink out all, all day. Go to five below and get some. So every single one of these businesses, or more importantly, the people in these businesses, the people that work at those desks at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, okay? The people that work at the fit and tan um, spray tanning salon that I may or may not have gone to before Mexico. Like those people need to know about you and your product or your services because they are just like you. So 
the people at the Tesla dealership. How can you collaborate? How can you bring value to them and their clients? But here's the deal. You're still leading with the opportunity. Okay. And then the sales come on the back end. And if your product is cool enough, they're going to, which of course it is, then you're going to want to collaborate with you. And eventually they're going to join you because why wouldn't they? This is something they can work in the crevices in the moments of their day instead of playing Candy Crush while they're waiting for the next guy to come in and buy a Maserati. That's a lot of waiting in those jobs. A lot of waiting, okay? Time is money. They should be making money doing what you do in the downtime. So I'll go back to my slides real quick. Sorry, you guys. I know I'm going a little bit over. You feel free to jump off. Um, I had this all timed. I was on the treadmill today and I timed it out, but I, bet, I guess I'm going slow. Okay, the watch and waiters. Let's discuss those briefly and then we'll get into organizational management. So the watch and waiters are testing you and they're testing your commitment. They don't believe you're going to stick with it. Just like you may not believe that you're going to stick with it. And your auntie and your granny and your all your friends are like, I don't know she's, if this is going to work for her. So they think it's a flash in the pan for you. They think you're going to post on social once or twice. Maybe you'll really irritate them and post for six months, but you're not making any real money. Mm -mm. So they can't wait to say, I told you so. And you guys, they are loving family members. They are your best friends. They are whatever. They can't wait to say, I told you so, or they're going to think it, even if they have the best of intentions. So even if your business doesn't pick up like you wanted it or expected it to, you guys have got to stay consistent or everything you've done is for naught. I tell my team, the only way that you fail is if you quit. And as Megan says, no one is leaving this good old fashioned family Christmas. Okay. We are in this till the end. So you have to keep that confidence high. I've really talked zero about social. It doesn't matter if you're on social, tickle file, whatever. Consistency wins every time. Consistency beats talent. Consistency beats price. It's consistency. And your belief is so attractive to people. So after I joined my network marketing company, I went to Chicago um, about a month after I did a tasting, I'm going to stop my screen. I did a tasting and, um, the question came up, Oh, what's this thing you're into? Like, tell me, tell me a little bit more about it. Told them kiss exactly what it was. And my confidence was so high. I'm like, this is absolutely going to work for me because it has to, this is going to be my way out of corporate. You guys, this is fun. It's rewarding. It's all the things I don't get in my nine to five. And that, you guys, is palpable. And I treated this gig as such. I treated it as a new career. And again, compliance officer hat on. Check out our comp plan disclosure. I'm not saying everyone that joins is going to leave their corporate job, nor do they want to. But that was my goal. And it's okay to share your goals. And that may not be your goal, okay? So they are gingerly going to watch you. They are going to creep on your page. They're not going to buy anything. They're not going to host an event for you. They're not going to share anything, but they're watching. And those are the people that you're looking for that are looking for you, but they don't know it yet. Okay. But when you stay consistent, you're going to get them eventually. So if you did what I said, if you pull on your suit every day, if you stay consistent, if you keep it simple, stupid or sweetheart, whoever you identify with today, 
if you use your tickle file, if you get out of your own head, if you think about Khloe Kardashian selling pistachios and other people selling urinary incontinence stuff, if you get your mind right, if you remember why you started, it is going to happen for you. You are going to grow an organization. It is. It may not have happened yet, but if you do what I tell you, you guys, I promise you it's going to work. So then what do you do then? Okay. So I keep talking about sales as a numbers game, and I'm going to tell you a few huge mistakes I see people making every day. So I'm going to try to protect you from making the same mistakes because you're better than that. You are better than that. So 40% of the people that join you are going to do nothing. That is the truth. Maybe in your company, it's different. 40 to 60% of the people that join you are going to do nothing. You have no idea who these people are. They're actually going to run with you. There's no way of knowing. So here's the deal. Y'all are not adult babysitters, okay? You attract professionals who can log into, even if they're typing like this and they got that 1970s Rolodex rocking, okay? They can log into a website and they can take your company's training, okay? I'm sure y'all work for companies, whether it's corporate or direct sales, you have some sort of training, okay? So when I have a new consultant join me, because I get this question all the time, I'm like, here's the understanding. I am here for you 24-7 to coach, lead, and mentor. I will Sherpa you up that mountain, but it is a two-way street, okay? You have to do your due diligence. So for them, that means logging into our training platform. For them, that means tinkering around the website. For that, that, that means opening their business kit. How many people have you brought into your direct sales company? I know one of my best friends sells makeup. People won't even open the damn kit and put on the makeup. They don't even get that far. So why am I going to schedule a lunch that I don't want to go to or coffee or waste my time with these people that would ne they're never going to get started because they were never going to get started. And you cannot take that personally. Okay. So I don't Zoom, walk them through the portal. I don't schedule a time to like show them around and share my screen. I don't do any of it because everything they need can be answered with a five minute search if they try. Okay. So Megan on the call was my mentor. When I started, I was drowning in stupid mundane questions. What's the sweetest wine? How do I log in? What's my passcode? That was every day, all day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like a college degree and that, like, I, this, I cannot spend the rest of my days doing this stuff. And she's like, you made yourself too, too available. So I want you to write down two things that my mentor taught me. They're going to change your organizational experience. And they're very simple. Healthy selfie and you match effort for effort. So I'm going to tell you something you already know, but you don't want, you don't want to admit it. It's hard to admit this. But the people that thrive in your organization are going to do it whether you exist or not. So I think about my eight directors, 10 directors, whatever, not one of them ever asked me, how do I log in? Not one of them ever asked me, how do I contact support? Now, again, there are those one-offs, you guys. There are those one-offs. But as a rule, when I look at the leaders on my team, healthy selfie and match effort for effort. And match effort for effort means when they reach out to you and they have done their due diligence and they have earned, you know, you gotta do something. 
then that's when you pay the attention, you guys. But I find, at least in my organization, people spend far too much time like slugging around these sandbags of people that are never going to do it. And it brings them down. It kills their vibe. So I'm like, I mean, I hate to say it like this. I wish there was a better word, but I'm like, cut the fat, just trim it off, free them. And by doing that, free yourself to go hunt somebody new who really deserves this opportunity because it could change their entire lives. Like it sure changed mine. So we're finishing up here. Don't become overly available. Don't live in quicksand. I'm going to share my final slide. Can't believe you guys have stuck with me this long. My voice is annoying even myself. So you establish the tone and you set the pace on your team, okay? And I know this may sound unpopular to a lot of you guys who have spent all this time developing these training modules. And you have all this training and all these Zoom calls. And I've seen those beautiful, beautiful binders. They're like laminated and they're color coordinated and they have the tabs. And you went to Kinko's and you printed that off with like the, the highest hopes to give to somebody and say, welcome to the business. Like, we're so glad you're here. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The doers are going to do. So you logged on to hear me be brutally honest. I know you're standing there looking at that entire labyrinth, all those bookshelves of things that you've printed out to share with people. And I'm saying you do you. But if you want to know my tricks, I don't waste any time on that. Every moment I have that my eyes are open, I'm sharing the opportunity. You cannot take any of this personally, you guys. You can't take any of this personally. This is a business. You can't get emotionally invested, okay? Keep cutting that fat. I want to free you from carrying someone else's burden, okay? Because you know someone just joined and then God forbid their dog dies. And so, I mean, then it's over. It's over for them unless they're going to be able to come back and like re-enter. You can't carry that burden, okay? You can't get emotionally invested. So this is what I say to somebody when I'm thinking, Mm, I don't know. They signed up, but nothing's really happening. This is exactly what I say. Hey, Darla, I've tried to contact you three different times. And I'm starting to feel like a creep. You have my number. I'm always here for you. Find me when you're ready. The key, find me when you're ready. Okay. You can keep tickling these people, but I'm telling you a few tickles too many on these people that have already joined you, not the ones that haven't, but the ones that already have a few tickles too many, and they're going to be reporting to you to the cops for like stalking or something. Okay. So we want to be real ginger with these people that have joined us and we all have them. They show up, they do nothing, do nothing. You guys, we work in a leaky bucket business. I feel like sometimes my bucket is hemorrhaging. I work in a hemorrhaging bucket business. You have to keep moving. People join the biz. They do nothing. They leave the business. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. So remember why you started. Remember, you don't serve humble pie. If you do something great, you need to share it with somebody. And if I could leave you with one thought to really boost your confidence on what a great mentor what a great organizational developer, what a great leader you could be. It is this, the data across the board, across the board, doesn't matter what business you're in, you might be selling upscale children's clothing, you may, whatever it is, people will stick with you if you can guide them to 500, 
to $750 a month, you guys. That is life-changing money. They may want a lot more. They may be happy with a lot less, okay? I am not here to make, you know, financial claims. I'm not telling you how much I make. I'm way too smart for that. But if you can Sherpa them up the mountain to make $500 to $700 a month, they are going to stick with you long-term. That's a car payment and some groceries, depending on what car you have, okay? You can do that. It's the simplest thing ever. You guys already have all the arrows in the quiver and the tools in your toolkit. But what you need to show them is passion, conviction, and transparency. Yes, you can do it. Yes, you can do it. And I can show you the way. You can do it and I can show you. I can't do it for you, but you can do it and I can show you. I can't say it enough. So I want you to bathe in your greatness. Everyone on this call. I want to absorb your magic. Other people want to absorb your magic, okay? I want you to tell yourself and I want you to tell everyone else, not in comments, but just in life, how spectacular you are. You're going to inhale excellence and exhale mediocrity. You're going to inhale greatness and exhale doubt. You guys, trust me when I say there are people out there that would give anything to know about your opportunity. I am one of them. If this wasn't bestowed upon me four years ago, I would be trapped in a job that I hate, suffocating every day, just trying to get by. So carry that with you, please, when you share this with anybody and everybody. And thank you guys for your time. Okay, you guys have a great night. I hope it benefited you in some way. And if it didn't, you know what? It was free. So it was free. And come back next month because I'm going to feature somebody totally different in a different industry. We'll see you guys. I'm going to smash a defibrillator onto your business. If you aren't exactly where you want to be in your direct selling company, something needs to drastically change. If you've been consistent and still haven't crushed top rank, I want to burn the entire metropolis you've created and build it back differently. Join me at igniteandlaunch.com. If any of this is resonating with you, Make sure you join us over at Ignite and Launch Society. Want to get to know me better? I'm Jennifer Schultz-Jones across all social media channels and, of course, my favorite, LinkedIn. Want more information on anything we talked about today? Click the link in the show notes. If this brought you any value, please rate and review on Apple or Spotify. See you next time.